Welcome to the Market Leaders Podcast, where you'll find valuable marketing and business development insights from legal innovators. The podcast series is brought to you by Ackert, the company behind Practice Boomers, Practice Viewer, and Practice Pipeline, the leading business development pipeline management tool for law firms. Hello and welcome back to the Market Leaders Podcast. I'm David Ackert, and today I'm here with Iris Jones, the Chief Business Development and Marketing Officer at McNeese, Wallace, and Nurek. Iris, great to have you with us. Thank you, David. So good to be here. Tell us a little bit about yourself and your firm, if you don't mind. My firm is a central PA-located firm with seven different locations, been around for about 83 years, and we have 135 attorneys. We consider ourselves a full-service firm, and I've been with McNeese, Wallace & Erg for nearly four years now. And we are excited to announce that we have a couple of really innovative new practice areas. One is eSports, and the other one is privacy and data security. We've been doing that for a little over a year now. And we're just very excited about looking for the next big thing. Even though we may not be huge, we really are excited about making sure that we remain relevant to not only the new markets uh, and the existing markets, but looking around the corner for what's next. As far as my background is concerned, uh, I started out as an attorney practicing in Austin, Texas, both in the public sector and the private sector. And I think that in my 20 years plus of practicing law, it has given me a great platform for working with attorneys every day, understanding their pain and feeling um, very sympathetic to the needs that they have from a business development and marketing standpoint. So I think I bring that strength to the table as well as having worked as an instructor for many years. And I coupled that with my law experience and working as a rainmaker in a couple of firms in Austin. So I'm very excited now to be 15 to 17 years into what I've been doing lately, and that is serving as chief marketing and business development in other firms and been with McNeese for three and a half years. Well, that's a, certainly a very relevant background and a deep background. I can see how it provides uh, a rich context of experience that you can apply to your good work at McNeese. You talked a little bit about uh, innovation and some of the niche practices that you uh, have just launched at the firm. That's really cool. I know that you also have an innovative summer associate program that recently was nominated for an award at the Legal Sales and Service Conference over at Rain dance. Would you like to tell us a little bit about that? Sure, I'd be delighted. We just completed our fourth year with our summer associates. In fact, we received third place at the LMA conference in 2017 for this particular program. What the program entails, David, is an opportunity to give summer associates who were obviously interested in learning more about and perhaps recruiting for a future with our firm, an opportunity to actually participate in a very relevant and very real exercise that we wish for our attorneys to undertake every time they're looking at expanding business through cross-servicing of existing clients, as well as growing our business with new targets. Every year, we look at a set uh, number of cross-servicing for our clients, and we look at a set number of targets that we have. Now, it's pretty set in stone once the management committee approves that list, and off that list, the chairman selects one, whether a client or new target, for the summer associates to delve into. So it's a a three-and-a-half-week program that starts out by administering the I Speak Your Language questionnaire, which gives them a flavor 
at the next week training that I administer on teamwork, the importance of communication, the, the importance of adapting your communication style to your audience, as well as working with and for others and being as influential as you can be with your presentation, whether it's an informal presentation with a partner that you're working for, or if it's a formal presentation when you are making a pitch to a real-life client. So the Summer Associates just finished a program where they examined a new target selected by the chairman, as I mentioned, and they're provided with this short research packet that includes some competitive intelligence and some background information on the client itself or the prospect. And as a result of that, they are expected to do deeper dives into competitive intelligence, business intelligence, and relationship intelligence. The summers are then given a training by me and my team on how to make powerful presentations. They are then to use the rest of their time to research and determine what is the best approach, what's the best strategy for making this target our successful next client, bringing it in the door. The summers appreciate the fact that they're given an opportunity then of presenting a 25-minute presentation to a room full of lawyers, including the management committee. This is also videotaped, and it's also streamed out to our other six offices for those who want to review it. When we first launched it, actually, the attitude from some of our senior lawyers was, what can Summer Associates teach me? Why are they training us on BD? We are very careful not to use the word training, but it's a presentation on strategic collaborations. Mm-hmm. After that first year, we never had anyone question what Summer Associates could teach. These young people delved into uh, all of the details, all of the facts, and they were very, very keen to take this so seriously that the presentation was not only well-received, but it was actually utilized to pursue the business by some of our lawyers. The second year that this program was in place, it really took off. We went from an audience of 20 to an audience of 45, and last year, 75 in the room. Now we have three practice areas, three practice groups that are utilizing the same methodologies for pursuing new business and expanding business. This past year, we actually had the summers work on a new target. The year before, it was an existing client, but we were only servicing them in one or two practice areas. And a very, very small amount of fees were generated from the second practice area. And we all know that the studies show that when you have business from a client in at least three practice areas, if not more, you're not protecting yourself from being from being dismissed. The clients are using firms that are giving them the most service in more practice areas. So we not only taught this to our summers, but now the attorneys are using these same methodologies, and that's our great success. We have seen one of our clients go from $14,000 to three years later, they're over a half a million dollars. And it's utilizing these same techniques that has gotten us to where we want to be with just one client. So now we're measuring all of our teams that are involved in servicing clients in multiple areas. And it's fascinating and exciting that we're literally shifting the thinking of our attorneys who've been in business for 20 plus years. They understand it because they've seen it and they've learned from Summer Associates. It's introducing new techniques and new ideas 
through these young people who are very tech savvy. So the PowerPoints are very, very fascinating and very, very visually stimulating. And the attorneys are getting away from text-heavy slides to very visually stimulating slides. And in some cases, the summers use video embedded in their presentations. But it's not a mock exercise or a case study. It's truly delivering services as a summer associate. And I'll tell you, everyone who's gone through the program has been offered a position with the firm and every one of them accepted. Well, yeah, you're uh, incorporating them into the firm culture in a really meaningful way, as opposed to just being billers and order takers. They are contributing meaningfully to uh, pursuits that the firm then passes up to the partners. You're bridging generational divides that might otherwise occur at the firm where the older generation you know, looks down on the contributions of the younger generation. You're accomplishing a lot here. I really applaud the application of training from the bottom up. We don't see that often. A lot of times firms say, well, you know, we'll we'll invest resources in, you know, making the partners a little bit better and maybe we'll groom uh, associates of the junior partners, but goodness, the summers aren't going to get any of our resources. And you've really flipped that on its head to good effect. Yes, we're very excited about it. And sometimes in order to teach the other generations new, introduce new ideas and teach them something new, instead of telling them you're going to train them, sometimes it's giving them a new perspective. And this is certainly giving them a new perspective. And of course, you know, when one, there's one success story to report, everyone wants a piece of that. So that's been quite easy now for us to promote this kind of approach. And uh, it's led to many, many successes. And we'll continue to measure and monitor that going forward. Oh, that's excellent. Um, You talked a little bit earlier about measuring. You just mentioned it again. Let's transition into how the firm is approaching uh, this process because, you know, many firms are doing innovative things and uh, finding new frameworks to apply to maybe older ideas like business development training or or uh, understanding a client's business. But the other side of that is, okay, now let's take a look at the metrics that are being generated and the results that are being generated and really do an analysis on, are we moving in the right direction? You mentioned earlier that your department is using dashboards to track this. Can you talk a little bit about that? Absolutely. Well, we all know that everyone is incredibly busy, and I'm uh, one of the lucky uh, CMOs, CBDMOs, to have a seat at the table. So what does that mean? I have access to the management committee. I report directly to the chairman, and it's really great because you want to let them know what you're doing, how you're doing. I truly believe in accountability, not just for our attorneys, but accountability for the services and the support that we provide. We have to make sure that they know what we're doing and whether what we're working on and spending a lot of our resources on is actually making sense. So as I mentioned earlier, uh, we have our client targets that uh, are approved by the management committee every year, and we have our new targets, clients we want to pursue and capture uh, as well approved by the management committee. But how do we actually determine whether or not we're making any progress throughout the year? And one of the the ideas that uh, we came up with in our department is that we give them not just a report on tracking the success. And just like the coaching for the summers, some of the different practice groups, they really like us to help them identify opportunities, identify action steps, and help them to not only 
fulfill those plans that are in place, but also to measure it and to track it and to keep reminding them of where we are and how far we have to go now that we're mid-year or third quarter. And we're very keen to do that. But how do you actually capture that in a way that gets folks' attention? We are too busy all of us, our attorneys are too busy to read long reports that end up with a two-paragraph summary of this is where we are. So we decided to establish what the general population is really all about now. We wanted to establish something visually appealing and very easy to digest. We created the dashboard that captures not only information about the, t the feedback interviews that are conducted for our top 100 clients, because feedback then leads you to understand what the client is really wanting and what the client is expecting and where you stand with that client. And of course, you develop your plans, your action items around that. We also measure and report where we are successful. I told you about the list of new targets. At the end of the year, the management committee wants to know how many of those new targets actually became new clients. And for those cross-servicing clients, they want to know by the end of the year how many of those cross-servicing programs or plans or steps resulted in practice area diversity, increasing the number of practice areas we are serving the client. We create this dashboard that demonstrates exactly where we are. We do quarterly dashboards, and then we, at the end of the year, we have a summary report that basically concludes this is how many are now new clients, and then they roll into the next year onto the cross-servicing list as appropriate. It isn't absolutely automatic because we might be doing all of the work for that new client, or we may only have the capabilities to serve the needs in one or two areas. So we're very smart about utilizing our resources wisely, reporting it in a timely manner so that we can course correct and maybe go in a different direction depending on what our findings are. Once we have that feedback interview, we may find that we're going to get more work or we're not going to get more work or we can't compete with that law firm that's been there for 40 years, whatever the, it is. It could be a relationship that will impede us from going forward with that expansion plan. So we are making sure that we're always course correcting and adjusting based on the reports that we generate and the communication, the internal communication with our lawyers, with our practice group leaders, with our billing attorneys, with our relationship managers, with our team leaders, so that we're always updating, course correcting, and adjusting according to the latest information that we derive from our clients. So it's different for every single client. One size does not fit all. But at the same time, we're willing to report in a general fashion on our dashboard so that our management committee can see that this is a progress that we're making quarterly or semi-annually or at the end of the year. And every year we have this conversation to talk about should we increase the number of new targets? Should we continue this new target and roll it over to the next year? Because we are making progress, but we're not there yet. Sometimes it's a two-year plan and not a 12-month plan. So we're very excited about the dashboard, and it doesn't really require some unique tools to start it out. We started out small. We started out with some basic information because the whole idea is to simplify the communication and the message so that folks can then respond and give us feedback because we thrive 
when we get feedback that we can respond to and adjust our plans to. And uh, that's what I think is uh, helping us be very successful, even if it's one step at a time. Well, you're capturing this concept of a sales dashboard and converting it into a cross-selling dashboard uh, with this uh, initiative. You are satisfying management's question of, you know, what is our marketing and BD department doing and what are we paying them for and how are they moving the needle in a very clear fashion. You've made it visual so that uh, at, at a quick glance, we know that lawyers are busy. They don't have time to pour over spreadsheets. But if you can put something in front of them that tells a visual story and uh, communicates, yes, we are on track. Yes, we're moving in the right direction. Uh, that's all um, a resource that I'm sure is serving uh, everyone's interests at the firm. So uh, that's really great. I appreciate you sharing that with us. Oh, happy to do so. I just think that sometimes we are drinking from that fire hydrant of assignments and deadlines that we get so caught up in being busy and looking busy, but we don't stop and think that what management is truly craving is, let me see some ROI. Uh, give me a summary, draw a conclusion, make a recommendation. And without the data and without some kind of thought being put into each of these, you're not going to be able to do that. And if we don't move the needle as leaders within our departments and give the management some idea that, yes, we are making progress and checking in with them. Sometimes I hear my colleagues say, well, I'm a little nervous about checking in. What if I'm off track? What if I'm you know, I'm not really hitting the mark. Well, expectations are sometimes high and they they move a little bit. But if we're not delivering on those expectations, we won't be around very long. So I think that it behooves us to always check in and have some kind of recommendation based on your findings. And the dashboard is a perfect way to get that done. You talk about drinking from a fire hydrant. You know, the other metaphor that comes to mind is we are uh, navigating our law firms through uncertain times. There's more change happening now than ever before. And it's a little bit like driving through a city that we are not very familiar with. Uh, and, you know, we are driving and we're making turns and we're, you know, trying to follow all the rules and try to generally head in the same direction that we thought we were going to go in. But if we don't have our GPS open, if we don't have that map that's telling us exactly where we are and whether we're on track or off track or whether in the right part of town or not, we could easily find ourselves having driven a lot of miles, but not necessarily uh, ended up where we wanted to go. So that's the dashboard concept as it lays over the, the CMBDO role at the firm. Oh, precisely. Well, I want to switch gears here, Iris. Um, you've shared some really great thoughts with us about what you're doing at your firm, but um, I think that as long as I've known you, you have been a wealth of great advice. Can you share a tip that you might uh, want to tell any legal marketers out there that are looking to advance their careers toward a, a leadership role or the, the kind of tenure that you've enjoyed throughout the years? I think that if you love what you do and you enjoy supporting and serving your firm, no matter what the size, if you enjoy supporting a practice group, if you enjoy supporting an entire firm with a team, you have to come to the job, come to the position, come to the role, very enthusiastic and on fire. Because the law industry right now is ever-changing, as you mentioned earlier, David, and we are navigating some very fierce waters. We have 
a great deal of, of disruption occurring. We have a lot of competition beyond just law firms. We have competitions with the big four, the accounting firms. And, you know, I suspect that at some point in the near future, we're going to probably see Walmart roll out a legal services department. <laughs> yes, lawyers in aisle 12, absolutely. Come to the window, Lucy. Um, right. And I will tell you, um, we don't realize just what is around the corner. Our roles as leaders are to look out for our firm and look for ways in which we can be not just competitive, but to be top of mind and to be those thought leaders that are expected from our clients and from future clients. They're not going to look into the into the noise or into the crowd for an attorney. They're going to look for an attorney who is way head and shoulders above the rest. And it's our job to put them there. So be excited. And if you're not excited, you might be in the wrong business, but be excited, be on fire and be ready to look around the corner for your clients. The clients that you serve first are your internal clients, the attorneys. Be willing to look around the corner for them. Be willing to pioneer a little bit and find out what is the next big thing? And how can we be competitive? How can we remain relevant? How can we differentiate? You better be strapped up with your sneakers and ready to run and keep running because it's fierce out here. And I'm so excited about what I'm doing. And I'm so honored to be part of your podcast. Thank you so much. Well, it's my pleasure, Iris. You've got your sneakers on. You're running fast. We're all going to try to keep up with you. And we appreciate you sharing <laughs> some thoughts. Appreciate your time. And uh, we'll look forward to seeing where it all goes and where you take the firm. It's been my pleasure, David. Thank you. Thank you for listening to the Market Leaders Podcast. For more business development resources, visit ackertinc.com.